Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Munavri race. This is part of a race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And right now, we're on the Bestiary 6 races. The Munavri, jade armor, covers this lean albino humanoid, and her pale eyes have an eerie gleam. Well, I gotta say, these guys look great. I think jade armor, jade is a very interesting aesthetic, and they do it well here. Every time they don the armor, it gets another plus one, plus one. <laughs> <laughs> they can shuffle it back into their deck. Yup, yup. Mm -hmm. Hearthstone jokes for, the, for you uninitiated, for you who have not been uh, tempted into spending hundreds of dollars on a virtual card game. <laughs> so, uh, my Google foo might be failing me, but checking online, the Minarvi don't seem to be inspired by anything. There doesn't seem to be any lore outside of Pathfinder that Minarvi either are inspired from or exist in already. No, no real, like, adventure paths, nothing like that. So, uh, let, let's, let's, let's see what their lore is about. These pale humanoids who hail from distant shores of strange subterranean oceans have long warred against the encroaching Erdafens, which is something that Pathfinder Academy has had a storied history of not being able to pronounce. <laughs> Munavri's pilot, Violet, sailed intricately carved ivory ships across the inky black depths of underground oceans and are adept at lightless naval battles. They sometimes find allies among the Dark Folk, but such packs are far from universal and are marked by distrust. I immediately am interested because the word Dark Folk was used. So their their whole thing is that they're from the Underdark, the big underground expanse, um, and they are naval battlers in the underground, which I think is a really cool concept. I don't know why one specific race would own that domain, but I, I think that's a really cool thing they're going for there. Definitely, that's really it's really interesting. I love the idea of lightless depths of these oceans. The ocean's already scary enough. Thanks, thanks, Paizo, for making it even worse for me now. So. Get ready for their, this stat distribution. You ready, Christian? I'm going to blow your mind. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. I, I don't think you possibly could be. Minus two to strength. Normal. Okay. Plus four to dex. Okay. Plus two to con. Huh? Plus two to int. Wait. Plus two to wisdom. Stop. Plus two to charisma. <laughs> Wait, Caleb, what are you... <laughs> Descended from humanoids who were changed by the harsh lands of the depths of the earth, Munavri's have exceptional abilities. Wait, Caleb, did mm -hmm. you submit this to Paizo? Is this your fan race? You caught me. Ah, darn it. Just trying to hide it from you. So clearly they're not going for balance here. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think we need to speak. Unless every ability is like, you are the you can't walk. You can't talk. You can't You can't breathe. You're, you die immediately. <laughs> you can never take off your jade armor and you can never move. I, I now want to make a race that it's like those, those joke things, like the symbols of language where if you clash the symbols you can speak any language but then no one can hear you i like to have a fly speed but every time you fly you know you age 50 years a second <laughs> swim speed but you can't hold your breath things like that so i don't think we need to speak to why having a minus two in strength and positive scores in every other score is powerful mm. <laughs> that's yeah. really good for every martial cl every class except melee based martial classes mm -hmm. well you should say strength based martial classes there's plenty of dex builds correct for yes classes. they get still be swashbucklers and robes and such so Amelia kind of says to me that you know unless your your rest of your players are picking powerful races this is probably something for your beasts your your NPCs they are humanoids with the Munavri subtype oh monkey goblins don't get their own type but the dark folk do <laughs> 
Oh boy. They are medium creatures and have a normal move speed of 30 feet. Munavri's begin play speaking Munavri. Mm. And they have a high intelligence score. They could choose from Aklo, Aboleth, Aquin, Darkfolk, Draconic, Terran, and Undercommon. One of the most, like, reasonable lists. Every one of those, I'm like, I understand why they have that being where they're from. And notice, no common. So really probably aren't going to play this race in any sort of normal party. Not that with an Omec plus two of Inscore, it's that hard to put a point in linguistics. They have Dark Vision of 120 feet, which they should have. I'm not going to call OP on that one because they are underground in the Lightless Depths. That's double the range of normal Dark Vision. Typically, it's 60 feet. Uh, it- Typically, if you take like nine feet or several special qualities to get that to happen. Now, now I'm wondering how these underground naval battles are working because boats are usually like, what, 60 feet long? So <laughs> you can only see the people you're fighting when they're... Listen, it's not that they cannot invent light sources. I guess we, we don't know if they have light sensitivity or not yet, so I guess we'll wait on that. Well, why don't you tell us about light blindness? Oh, look at that. Well, they have light blindness. As deep underground dwellers, Manavri suffer from aforementioned light blindness. Abrupt exposure to any bright light blinds Manavris for one round. No save. On subsequent rounds, they are dazzled as long as they remain in the affected area. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad it's not just like light sensitivity like the vampire gets. Yeah, it's specifically light blindness. I think this is like a, an actual named monster ability. There's like spells that will refer to if the creature has light blindness, they get a bo- uh, they get a penalty on this saving throw. Yeah, it is a universal monster ability. They have advanced object reading, and Munavri can instantly learn how to use almost any device. Once per day, she can select one weapon, suit of armor, or spell trigger item on which she has cast object reading. For a number of minutes equal to her character level, she is considered proficient with that item, or can make use of the spell trigger device as if she were a spellcaster of the appropriate class. So she mentioned they get object reading as a spell-like ability to cast at will. What's object reading, Christian? So here's our first glimpse into the Manavri having a um, occult bent to them. They have some psychic, and they have some occult abilities. This in particular, object reading, is an occult ability. Think of it like spooky detect magic, I guess. Um, instead of detecting the magic on an item, you're detecting like the emotion, emotional significance of the item and the physical charged events in the item's history. It has to do with the psychometry occult skill. Um, it's it's kind of like, again, detect magic, but for spooky occult stuff. So this spooky detect magic, there's certain like magical-like items that sort of function like magic items, and this allows the Munavri to use it. But then once per day, they can just be considered with a magical item, which is very, very powerful. Um, use magic device slash spellcraft are really strong abilities that allow anyone to use a magic item, but they have to make a check of some kind. This Manavri could stumble across a really high-level item and be like, hmm, well, I'm going to use this caster level 17 scroll right now. I think this is really interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm now beginning to like them more and more that I've, I've seen this theme to them. A lot of sort of the occult and uh, sort of Lovecraftian magic happens with people who are underground. And we have all these underground races that we haven't really taken advantage of the fact that they're underground to sort of create this. This seems to be that opportunity. And, you know, the occult beast cherry didn't come out too long before beast cherry six. So I, I think this is, I'm glad. I'm glad we have something that's working with that. To go along with the advanced object reading, they also have telepathy as their other way of manifesting their psychic powers. 
a Munavri was able to mentally communicate with other Munavris within 60 feet. That's kind of cool. I can imagine, like, how spooky would a silent boat be? Because they're all talking to each other in their heads. All you hear is the people moving around, the rattling of the... I guess you wouldn't have sails underground, but of, of the oars. This is That'd raising so many questions. <laughs> uh, I would need to know the logistics cool. of underground boats. <laughs> maybe they all ride underground ski doos Or maybe they have... <gasps> maybe they have underground water sharks that pull their boats. Yes. But uh, I think it's really cool. This 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 screams to me, uh, make a, a bunch of pirates that are Munavri during a campaign where your players are underground. It'd be spooky to be captured by them, put in prison, and like they're not talking around you. It's so weird that they just stand next to each other, kind of look at each other, and maybe gesture, but they're never talking. And they also have spell resistance, and Munavri has an amount of spell resistance equal to 8 plus her total number of class levels. Well, we've mentioned before how it can be pretty difficult to get spell resistance. And how powerful it is, so we don't have to repeat ourselves. Uh, but there's nothing here trying to balance this class. This is making a powerful class. Even the example build here is CR1, and they're usually CR1 half. So 8 plus your total number of class levels in spell resistance typically means like a around a 50% chance of enemies failing to cast spells at you. So definitely one of the stronger numbers. So what are your final thoughts on these these guys? The the setting they come from interests me more than the race themselves. I, I'm confused why the jade armor was mentioned. Uh, again, that's, that must be something from the setting and not intricate to the race. They have all these interesting aesthetics where they're underground and they sail these ships underground. How does that work? And they wear this mystical armor and they're kind of like they have this albino look to them where they're white and they got like piercing super eyes. super cool white mohawk. But race-wise, they're just like a powerhouse across all points mm-hmm. that can possibly be, which to me is kind of boring. It's really easy to make something powerful to just give them everything. I feel sure. like the Manavri kind of have everything going for them. I'm glad they at least stuck with, you know, some sort of theme and narrowed down something. So like using those cult items, you know, they're underground having, being able to function in the dark. It was just like fly speed, swim speed, tremor sense. So that's the Manavri. Next is one I'm very interested in, the Naiad. This is sort of like a nymph playable race. So I'm excited to get into them. I'm always excited with these nature-based ones. I don't know why. I, the Fae sort of things interest me. I guess maybe it's because it's been forbidden to us for so long. We haven't really seen a Fae-based race other than the Gathlin, correct? We saw the Gorin, which was, I think, the poster child yes. for the Fae race. You were a plant creature. Them too, yes. Um, and it makes sense. You got the Gorin, which sort of can be your dryad, even though your dryad really isn't made. You know, I guess, yeah, your dryad's made of wood and all that. So you got that one. Uh, after the Naiad, you know, we need, we need to get some uh, sort of like fawns and that sort of thing in there. But we'll see. We'll see. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to go trick-or-treating. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. 
Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, don your wizard hat and robe, grab some dice, and join us. And I love this day. It's the one time of year where everyone goes out and LARPs. Caleb, you know that these people aren't... I'll, I won't spoil it for them. Trick or treat! Hey, Jacob, you want to play some D&D tonight? I can't. Uh, I have to go make love to my wife tonight. Oh, well, um, uh, next time I'll... Uh... You know, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I don't really know her. Like, what am I going to do? Someone should tell Jacob that people change, and it takes effort to stay connected with someone. But in the meantime, the fellows at Tales from the Lich always stay connected through gaming and friendship. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com Hey, uh, happy Valentine's Day.